This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Hello and welcome to The Letter from the Bureau, a special series which is part of The Straits Times Asian Insider podcast channel. I'm your host, ST's foreign editor, Bhagyashree Gareka. Now, The Letter from the Bureau is meant to be a detour, a scenic detour from the raging news of the day. We like to talk about life as it goes on amid all the crises around us. I chat each month with one of ST's 30-odd correspondents in 15 cities across the Asia-Pacific, the United States, and Europe. And they share with you interesting trends and events unfolding in their countries. In our eighth episode, we are talking with ST's Hong Kong correspondent, Claire Huang. Good to have you on the show, Claire. Hi, Bagya. Claire, you recently wrote a piece on a brand new museum that's making waves in Hong Kong. Uh, now tell us, in what ways is this museum special? Well, Bagya, um, M Plus uh, is the name of the museum. It's the jewel of the West Kowloon Arts Hub. Uh, it is the first global museum of visual culture in Asia uh, of this scale in the world. Now, it has frequently been compared with London's Tate Modern because they're both designed by the same architects. Uh, but M Plus is almost uh, twice the Tate's size. It was designed by renowned Swiss architectural firm Herzog and Dimuron in partnership with TFP, Farrells and Arup. The new museum is closer to Centre Pompidou in Paris and New York's Museum of Modern Art than Tate. Now, this uh, museum is an inverted T-shaped building. It has 18 floors and is Hong Kong's biggest cultural project at uh, 700,000 square feet with a price tag of 1.2 billion Sing dollars, which excludes the 300 billion dollars, uh, you know, used to amass one of the most comprehensive collections of contemporary Chinese art. Uh, M plus is home to 33 galleries and also includes three cinemas, a media tech, a learning hub, a research center, two museum shops, a roof garden that commands spectacular views of uh, Victoria Harbour. Now, uh, the museum has a collection of more than 8,000 works. Uh, it includes Michael Wolff's large format photographs of Hong Kong's urban landscape and also works from Japan, South Korea and Thailand. There's also British artist Anthony Gomley's installation titled Asian Field, comprising 200,000 palm-sized clay sculptures. Uh, and the biggest exhibition um, entitled From Revolution to Globalization is an extraction of Swiss collector Yuli Sig's private collection charting the development of Chinese art from 1972 to 2012. These include Geng Jianyi's The Second State, Zhang Xiaogang's Bloodline, Big Family Number no. 17, and Wang Guangyi's Art and Politics. Wow, that's impressive, Claire. But explain a bit, what's behind this name? It's quite catchy though, M+. Well, the first director had previously explained that the name is drawn from the concept of being a museum and more, which, you know, then ties in with the, the name itself, M+, and that the aim is to go beyond the typical model of the, the art museum by also including diverse subjects like architecture, film, and all manner of moving images, including animation, video games, and things like that. 
Well, Lemplas is currently led by Executive Director Sohania Rafael, who told me that um, there is nothing like this that tells the stories of visual art, design, architecture, and moving images from the mid-20th century and the 21st century in Asia, basically. And this is something that the art scene generally agrees with. But the significance of M+, is that it offers a place for exchange of ideas and learning of Asian contemporary visual cultural works. Now, uh, Ms. Rafael is optimistic that the new museum will invigorate the Hong Kong space and the Greater Bay China space because the two places work as part of an ecology. So the museum opened in mid-November. Uh, it is still launching new exhibitions. For instance, on Tuesday, it opened Nalini Malani's Vision in Motion as part of the museum's grand opening display. Just a little bit about uh, the artist Nalini. She's widely recognized as a pioneer of video art and experimental film, renowned for her reverse paintings and immersive multimedia installations that weaves in folklore and things like that. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Okay, hearing everything that you've said and hearing the fact that it's been called Asia's first global museum of visual culture. So this is a title that it's given itself. And I think in the course of your reporting, you've spoken to the museum's director. What did she tell you? Is it Does it live up to this title? Yes, I did. I, I went a week after it opened. So M plus is you know, now giving free admission for you. And so far has attracted about 127,000 visitors on a, or an average of about 11,500 visitors daily. So different folks have uh, different experiences with the museum. I had a smooth sailing time as opposed to another friend who, you know, had parking problems and things like that. But the queues, despite, you know, the number of visitors, the queues were moving. So I was wandering from gallery to gallery on the second floor, which is where most galleries are. And you can only do that because the museum was built from scratch. So a lot of the galleries are actually sitting on one sprawling floor plate. And I managed to um, speak to some of them, you know, some of the visitors. Uh, there were two French nationals. Uh, who have been in Hong Kong for some time. And, um, you know, I was asking them how M plus compares with, um, Center Pompidou in Paris and, and, and the Tate. So one thought that, uh, M plus is worth the hype and the price tag, but thinks that Center Pompidou has more things to see. And the other one welcomed the addition to the artistic landscape in Hong Kong because she was explaining that M plus gives her a real vision of what Asian art or what Chinese art is all about. That was something she didn't quite understood before because there was no place to acquire that knowledge in Hong Kong. So now there are iconic pieces that people around the world would have seen before. And now they, you know, there's the explanation or the wider context to it. And this has made it, uh, make the art interesting for them. And generally there's a sense of, let's take a look and learn to appreciate the art. So in Hong Kong, you know, you've got many elderly visitors who went to the museum and also the younger ones who are into photography, Instagram. You know, the design of the museum is a highlight for them. Wow, that sounds great. How have the Hong Kongers reacted to this huge new museum? And uh, did you visit it yourself? Yes, you could. <laughs> yes, when the quarantine, um, you know, rules lift. I'd like to visit it myself, Claire once travel opens up. So do you see it then becoming a big tourist attraction, you know, like 
you go to London, Paris, you visit the museums. So is that how it's going to be? I believe the museum has potential too. So the only problem would be uh, if, you know, tourism is revived here. Hong Kong does have some of the toughest quarantine rules in the world. Um, but in terms of local catchment, right, this is the place that uh, mainlanders will want to visit or people in Asia would want to visit when they come to Hong Kong. Now, your story also told us that Ai Weiwei's work is also on show, right? Uh, and he is among the best-known contemporary Chinese artists across the world. But he's also controversial. So what has been the reaction to his show here at this M Plus Museum? So the museum, unfortunately, was dragged into a controversy on artistic freedoms in the territory days before the museum's opening. So, you know, there were pro-Beijing politicians in Hong Kong who attacked uh, the works of dissident Ai Weiwei, right, saying that his works are an insult to the country, particularly his piece titled Study of Perspective, Tiananmen Square. So this piece was not chosen in the end, but Ai's other pieces were on display. And uh, ahead of the, the official launch of the museum, Chairman Henry Tang had stressed that the curatorial team would comply with all laws. He said that the opening of M Plus does not mean that artistic expression is above the law. And by this, he was referring to the national security law, which, you know, prohibits any act of treason, secession, sedition, subversion against the central people's government. Now, in general, the crowd uh, welcomes the artworks. After all, to be able to showcase eyes works as something. Uh, but this is a debatable topic and sentiments can be quite divided depending on what you think about artistic freedom and what it means. Hong Kong was a different city when the museum was conceived. And now, of course, we are in a new era where China's presence is very palpable. Now, has that posed a problem for the museum? So the concept of having a dedicated cultural space came in 1996. That's a year before Hong Kong was handed back to China after 100 years of British rule. And uh, in 1998, the first version of the museum was proposed. Along the way, there were, you know, construction scandals, executives made their exits, costs ballooned, and then the pandemic. But after 23 years, M Plus was launched. Ms. Raphael's position when I asked whether the museum will be a strict gatekeeper is that uh, she dismissed this. She said they are not gatekeepers and that the curatorial team is based on scholarship and rigor, that they are also pan-Asian and outward-looking. If you ask the art scene, and a lot of them demand total artistic freedom, uh, they will say that many Hong Kong artists and curators exercising self-censorship in Hong Kong uh, all have already left. I think we need to keep in the back of our minds that the museum comes after the 2019 unrest uh, which triggered changes and rules in the way things are handled in the city. Will there be greater room for artistic freedom when the dust finally settles, or will it go the other way? This is something only time will tell. So now, Claire, you've been in Hong Kong for the Straits Times for nearly four years. Uh, what is your sense? What kind of presence is this museum going to be You know, within the Hong Kong landscape? Will it address one of the problems that was supposedly... Uh, conceived to solve, which is Hong Kong's supposed artistic sterility. Well, having a museum of this nature and scale is quite something, actually. Uh, it basically lays the foundation for Chinese Asian visual art, and it gives space for this to grow. So I see possibilities 
And definitely, this will open new pathways for Asian works as well as ideas. If anything, some of the best art in the world is political. So I'm of the opinion that an interesting climate will give birth to works that reflect that. And M Plus is right smack in the middle of it. So watch this space. Right, something to watch for certainly. And that's a wrap from Letter from the Bureau. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to read Claire's column, we have a link for you in our podcast description box. You will also find a link to other stories in our Letter from the Bureau series. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Like us and rate us. Thank you.